for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have the real 2-4. How's it going today, man? What's going on, boss? Not much, not much. How are things going in uh, Nashville for you? Uh, it's going pretty well. Uh, you know, just, you know, just trying to stick out all the pandemic stuff and just trying to navigate as best as I can, you know, just like everybody else. Right. So. Oh, yeah. I, I totally understand. But at least... We've got sports coming back, so that's, that's, true. Getting, that is that's true. getting me through. Yeah, I mean, Although, slowly but surely, it's coming back to, you know, it seems like normal. Yeah, um, but first off, I want to thank you so much for sticking with me and uh, finally getting this going, because we were supposed to have you on last weekend, but I was actually about two hours from you. I was in Kentucky with my family, and then um, mm -hmm. I just the internet wasn't what they said it was going to be. I had like yeah. a few podcasts planned and I get there and it's like, Oh, everybody's got to be off the internet. And I got to be sitting like right on top of the router just to have a decent signal. That's yeah. great. So yeah, I yeah. haven't been to Kentucky in a while. So I mean, I, I don't even remember kind of the layout of Kentucky, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty spaced out. So it's probably oh, yeah. not a service out there probably. Yeah, it, it's it, it it was pretty intense because I was in like West Kentucky, so yeah. Yeah, it, it is what it is. <laughs> but um, for the people that don't know who you are, mm -hmm. what's kind of your story? What got you into music? You're a rare unicorn. You're native Nashville, right? Right, right. Yeah, very few people I ever meet are actually from Nashville, so that, yeah. that's kind of a unicorn to me. Yeah, um, and that's what it's called too. I mean, that you know, we call it unicorn because I mean, even for me being here, my whole like most of the people that you know I was friends with, I went to school with, or something. I mean, they all you know different states now, yeah. branched out, you know, different stuff like that. So even just the people that I grew up with and like knew and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're they're, they're gone. So I mean, it's kind of like you know, it's it's kind of funny because I mean, we still get a lot of tourists and stuff. So you still get to meet kind of a lot of the new people and you know, but you still it's still kind of those tourist trap type things. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? So yeah. um, it's almost kind of like in order to meet kind of new people, you kind of have to go to the tourist trap type things. But you there's still like of course some like hidden gems and stuff. Oh, yeah. in there. But, um, as far as me getting started with music. Um, it was really kind of a natural progression, really. So um, I kind of started when I was really young, and uh, my dad had me listening to, like, different types of music, like, when I was growing up. So I was, like, when I was five, six, seven, growing up, I was already listening to R&B, rock, rap, pop. I was listening to everything. So um, by the time I got to the point to where I was like, man, this music, th you know, it's, that's cool, you know. I, but I didn't really know what I was doing, but I would just be like writing simple like bars and like I would be writing poetry and stuff like that. And uh, of course, like going to school, being in like English, you kind of have to do some of that stuff anyway. So it was like that was the type of stuff that kind of I gravitated towards. And so um, 
I, it got to the point to where like I would be at home, just like I would be locked in my room writing raps and like just putting together different concepts and stuff, even though I didn't even really know what I was doing at the time. Yeah. It was just kind of like experimentation type thing. And um, it really kind of got to the point to where I was about, I would say a sophomore in high school to where I like my English teacher was like, I think we had like some poetry contest or some slam or something mm -hmm. like that, like some school wide thing. And he was like, yeah, you should enter. He was like, you're pretty good at, you know, and I, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of yeah. just doing it because I enjoy it, you know. And uh, he was like, yeah, you should do it. So all I pretty much did, I didn't really write any poetry. And all I did was like write a verse is pretty yeah. much what I did. I just like wrote a verse like I was writing a song or something. Yeah. And I ended up like winning the whole thing. Like I got like in like a school newspaper, all that type stuff. So I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I guess maybe I'm a, okay with this but I still wasn't really like serious with it you yeah, know yeah and so it kind of got to the point to where I was doing it doing it and then my high school actually had a studio in it oh so, wow okay so I, I was able to kind of not necessarily like record and stuff like that but I was able to kind of see the ins and outs of like how the studio kind of works mm -hmm. like we actually had a class like the reason why the studio was there is because we had like a special like communications type thing yeah. to where you had to do, like, I took a class, actually I took two classes that was like learning about like the insides of like Pro Tools and oh, like, okay. kind of nice. learning like the different computer programs and stuff like that. Uh, learning how to like hook up microphones and yeah. stuff like that. So it was a good introduction to the music thing as a whole, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, without necessarily knowing what I'm doing. And then it was like, okay, I'm gonna try to do this um and so I pretty much went to my dad and was like hey I kind of I want to see if I can do this like I enjoy doing it I love doing yeah. it uh and so pretty much um, the way me and my dad's relationship is is like he's very honest with me so he's like hey we'll go to the studio hey if it's good you know we'll we'll yeah. figure it out if it's yeah. bad we'll just I mean you know we're kind of done right there and that's kind of how I kind of go about it yeah. I mean if it's good, okay, I'm gonna pursue it. If it's bad, well, it's bad and we moving on, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah. so it kind of got to the point to where I, I did my first couple songs and it was like, okay, all right. Like, I mean, and I hadn't like developed my style or like, you know, flow or none of that stuff, mm. but it was just nice to get in the studio and kind of, you know. It, it was all predominantly hip hop and rap is what you were yeah, doing? Yeah, pretty, pretty much, much, but it, it, was, it was different though, because I, I mean, listening to like some of my songs now where they have like EDM flavors and like pop flavors and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like I was doing that from the beginning mm -hmm. and that was just because like growing up, I just really just did music that I enjoyed. I didn't yeah. really care about the genre per se. It just kind of how it happened like that, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, pretty much did my first couple songs and then I'll, over time just kind of getting better and better. And I mean, I would say I've been, serious like treating it like a career and stuff for probably about eight and a half years or so okay. so like i'm still considering myself like fairly new yeah but i kind of know a lot you know what i'm saying i yeah. learned a lot in those eight years and i kind of perfected my flow and like yeah. my how i write and you know things like that so now i'm just now at the point to where like when i'm releasing music and stuff i have an actual goal in mind like a plan mm -hmm. to where okay this is why i'm, I'm releasing this music I'm trying to get this many, you know, yeah. fans on board. I'm trying to get this many streams or whatever, whatever the yeah. case might be. Um, 
I'm just now kind of at that point to where yeah. like, you know, it's, it's starting to get serious. Yeah. I can see where it's going. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So, and it sounds like you're finally at that point where every move you make has a purpose behind it. Whereas right. it seems like early on, every uh, musicians are always just kind of releasing music because they feel like they have to. But now yeah. it seems like you're kind of at a point where it's like, okay, what's the purpose behind the song? What, what's yeah. the intent? Which, you know? I mean, it's kind of difficult too, because I mean, you do kind of have to stay on top of it. Cause I mean, we live in a microwave society now that mm. we're like, everybody wants that, you know, that next thing like immediately. So yep. it is a delicate balance between releasing music and okay, focusing on, you know, the background stuff. So marketing, right. the business side, you know, all this stuff. Cause I mean, a lot of people do music and it's a very watered down, of course, business and stuff like that. But it's a lot of people good. don't really fully understand all of the ins and outs and like the behind the scenes stuff that go into it. Yep. So it's still one of those things that we're like, the, the people that are succeeding and getting to a place that, you know, I guess they consider success. Yeah. Um, it's because they're doing all those things behind the scenes, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like, like doing these interviews and like, you know what I'm saying? Like doing different stuff like marketing and ads. And I mean, just all that stuff, like, especially as an independent artist, like you have to do all that by yourself. So. Yep, absolutely. And, yeah. You know, and it's that like, it's that delicate balance that you brought up. Like, unless you have the machine behind you with infinite funding and infinite, yeah. you know, whatever, where they could take any, I'm going to be a little blunt with it. Any piece of trash song, and yeah. just promote it to the moon and boom, you're, you're going to go gold. That's why they, they say most songs right now aren't uh, that, you know, even the songs that are considered trash, like, yeah. I mean, hit songs aren't necessarily created. They're, I mean, I mean, they're created. They're manufactured. Really like, you know what I'm saying? Like you put enough money behind a song, eventually yeah. stuff starts to click. Now, I mean, I don't know who has the analytics and data to figure out, you know, how yeah. that, how to go about that. But I mean, these some of these labels and stuff spend millions to get these songs, you know, on different yeah. radio stations and stuff, and I have to compete with that, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah, absolutely. And being on the independent level, you have to be very thoughtful and, like, strategic with everything you do. So, like, doing, like you mentioned, doing podcasts like this one and, like, all that stuff is very helpful, but it also takes away from your craft of making new music, where I'm sure you'd rather be in the studio right now working cool. on music right and working on that next song but you know there, there's like several sides to the music business where yes you got the creation but you got to go out and promote and mm -hmm. all that fun stuff so you know it's it's a delicate balance especially on the independent side where yeah. you can't afford a publisher or a promoter right. or a manager to go out and be like hey this yeah yeah so no i totally get it some of these companies you know they charge i mean charge whatever they charge and i mean if you don't have that big huge budget or nothing like i mean you kind of have to make some decisions yep. as to like okay is and you have i mean and you know it's so many snakes in the grass you know i mean it, it yep. might look good and i mean they might screw you so i mean yep. it's kind of like one of those things where especially like a lot of artists aren't educated on a lot of the hmm. pitfalls that yep. you know could possibly come up but at the same time, it's also, this business is a lot of trial and error. Yep. So, yep. you know, it, it's almost, you kind of, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, yep. you know, type thing. Yep. But um, 
You know, it, it, but it, that's kind of what makes it fun, though, because, yeah. I mean, and it, it, if you get to the point to where you want to get to and the success that you want to get to, I mean, it would make it that much sweeter when you yep. accomplish those goals. You see yep. what I'm saying? So, yep. you know, it, it, that's that challenge. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm kind of envious of your high school because you mentioned that you had like a studio and had mm -hmm. like a proper communications department where you yeah. had a studio. We started getting stuff like that my senior year as I was like leaving. They announced, hey, we're going to have like a film class and we're going to have like audio production and all yeah. that stuff. And it's like, so you mean I've been working the last three years on how to edit in PowerPoint because I don't <laughs> get it. Right. So, yeah. I um, mean, and they took the, and, the, and the crazy part is they took the studio away after my senior year, like oh, wow. transferred to another school. So I kind of got lucky in a way, but yeah. looking back on it, I really didn't take as full of advantage as I possibly could have simply because I didn't know any better. You know, it was, yeah. it was simply just because I don't know what I'm doing. You know, yeah. I, I'm just thinking, man, this is cool. This is fun. You know, I enjoy writing at that point in time. I was, uh, not necessarily considering myself a songwriter, even mm -hmm. though I was sing uh, writing, um, I was more like into the sound and like trying to, I was trying to make beats and stuff at the time and figure yeah. out like, okay, what does this do in the studio? Hit that button, do this. You know, I'm just pushing buttons and trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I didn't really get to fully take advantage of it because, I mean, when you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. So, when, yeah, um, absolutely. And when you... Now when I get in the studio, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of weird because, like, I see all this stuff like, man, I learned that in class, but I have no idea. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it, it kind of registers, but it, it really kind of doesn't. So... Yeah. You know, I still, I am one of those people. I'm not scared to, you know, ask questions and stuff in the studio because like yeah. all of it's important and, you know, all of it has a, some sort of meaning. And, you know, the, the more, you know, I'm more of a, a, a knowledge person. Like I want to yeah. soak up as much knowledge as I can. So, um, you know, just learning different stuff like that. Like I definitely got, you know, lucky getting those couple nuggets in there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh, are you, so production wise right now, are you producing your own music or do you work with the producer and like a beat maker? Or are you a hundred percent doing everything yourself? Right. So now? I, the way, so pretty much I'm doing all of my songwriting. Mm -hmm. Um, and as far as like beats and producing stuff. So at this point, like I was going to try and get back into the beat making and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But at this point I have so many producers and beat makers that hit me up on Instagram. Oh, yeah like that to where it it really doesn't really make sense for me to kind of go back to kind of doing beats because it would just take away from more time yeah. as far as like songwriting and stuff like that and I would have to like get a little bit more equipment and you know different mm -hmm. stuff like that and I mean I have a nice you know MacBook but it's probably not enough juice to power all of the different yeah. stuff so I mean it would it would just be a, a you know a, some extra that I would have to go with it yeah. but um, right now I'm just kind of trying to focus more on the songwriting and, um, hopefully I can get to writing for other people and, yeah. you know, collaborations and stuff like that. So yeah. that's kind of where my focus is right now. But my, my top focus is just kind of building my base yeah. and kind of, okay. you know, gaining fans and, um, uh, just trying to get my music to, you know, more people. 
And, you know, that's the interesting thing about social media right now and, like, just the hip-hop community in general is right now with, like, Instagram and stuff, like, even me doing the Live and Amplified thing, I get about four emails a week saying, hey, I'm a hip-hop producer. I have this beat if you want to use it. You know, just, yeah, you know, just different people hit me up saying, trying yeah. to get me to use their beats. And so it it's always really interesting the, how the community works like you if even if you can make your own beats there's so much opportunity out there to help put somebody else on and yeah give them exposure like if you like somebody else's beat use it like yeah. you know um i i don't think it's the not i like from my perspective i grew up in the hip-hop era where it was an insult to have somebody else write your lyrics or produce your beats like it had to be you and your like little collective and now it's just not like that anymore which is i I am the guy that um when my new like when the artists that i enjoy listening to or the albums and and songs that come up i go look at the credits because i I just want to see like you know what i'm saying like i just want to see like okay that is a great song how many people did it take to write that you know what i'm saying like and you got some songs that have about 15 writers i'm just like man that is insane to me like yeah. i mean because i i mean i i get it like you know yeah. what i'm saying like it i mean they do what they got to do to write a hit song i guess yeah. but like as somebody who's never had that luxury of having yeah. different people write for them and like different stuff like that like so all of my songs have come strictly for me as yeah. in, you know what i'm saying so when i lo- look at it it's just like well i mean so am I considering myself like as good as 15 people that can write, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of like, man, like that is kind of, you know, it's a part of the business, but it's just yeah. like, man, I've, I've never had that luxury to have yeah. all these different people chime in. And I mean, you never know. One of those writers probably only changed two words, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. the the way that all of that stuff kind of mixes together is insane. Like, yeah. You know, all the books and stuff that I've read and, you know, all the information I've gathered about, you know, how contracts work and how How, splits and all. all I can only imagine just having that many writers and just splitting it 15 way. And like, it's so many ways that it can be done and labels and oh man, I can only imagine the paperwork behind some of that stuff. Yeah. It's like you got 15 writers and you're already only making one tenth of a yeah. percent you know like whatever you're making and then you got to try and divide that amongst 15 people and it's like yeah. no wonder nobody's making any money doing well that's why that's why the people that sign on to these labels are trying to get these huge you know advances but yeah. um i mean but advances really aren't that good because really it it exactly what it says it is is an advance you have to pay that money back like right. well yeah, I mean, not necessarily pay it back, but you kind of are... You have to make that for... Yeah, it, it, it's kind of... I mean, like, okay, so if Drake signs a deal and he gets $40 million up front, I mean, that's pre- he's pretty much stuck at that number until yeah. he can make that up. Now, he's Drake, yeah. he can make that up. But, yeah. you know, it, whatever number you sign for, I mean... You have to that, be sure you can make that for the, yeah, label. the label. And the label has all that data and stuff like they they can figure that stuff out to where they can and you know you kind of got to watch out they can fudge the numbers and they can do all different types of stuff oh yeah oh yeah you know 
it, it, it's an interesting business and to kind of go back on the co-writing thing mm-hmm. it, it's like just the fact that it takes 15 people to write a song is kind of yeah. interesting so, yeah but. which i mean that's why i kind of take pride in my songwriting because i mean all the songs that i've done and like the success that i have seen like mm-hmm. you know it, it's definitely gratifying you know to you know be able to write these songs and do what i do and yeah. Not necessarily. I mean, of course, I have help, but you know, as far as the songwriting and stuff goes, it's pretty much all me. So, yeah. like, it, it's definitely gratifying to like put a song out and people like actually enjoy it and they actually listen to the lyrics and it's like, yeah, yeah I wrote all that. Like, yeah. <laughs> how's the um? How's the hip hop community in Nashville? Like, obviously, Nashville's got the stigma of the country music capital of right. the world and all that stuff. But realistically, it's the music capital because right. it's not just country music. There's yeah. a bustling music scene in general. Mm-hmm. But- it's um, it, it's kind of weird because it's. I mean, the country thing will never go away. I mean, that, the the country thing it'll always be forefront. It'll always be number one. You always have the CMA Fest and the you know mm-hmm. award shows and all that. All the country stuff like that'll always be there. Um, the uh, like and not even just hip hop really all of the other genres it's kind of it's almost like an underground but it's not yeah. really underground it's kind of yeah. there you know what i'm saying it's different places where you, you just kind of have to go away from the traditional yeah, you kinda, and you kind of have to be in the know a little bit yeah. like you know it's it's one of those things that we're like we got a few venues that's you know catered a little bit towards the hip hop side or, you know, it's just a live music venue, but you can, you know, like the places are like, they might be having hip hop shows here. They might have open mics or something like that. But, um, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lot that's kind of, you know, behind the scenes, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, I, I would love for, you know, the hip hop scene to kind of flourish a little more into the, into the forefront. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it's kind of it's kind of hard to say that because a lot of like a lot of your prominent artists and stuff, they come here to record like yeah. I mean, they come here to do different type of stuff. You got a lot of artists that live here. Yeah. So I mean, it's like it, it's here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just not. Or do you, maybe it's, do you think maybe, because Nashville kind of has that country stigma that most of the hip hop acts feel like they have to go down to in, into like Atlanta or something. To- most of them do. Like uh, when I first was getting like first started to gain traction and get a lot of recognition, yeah. like a lot of people would tell me like some of my songs sound like I should like possibly try to go to New York or okay. some of my songs, like a lot of my fan base now, like I actually, I checked my analytics like for Spotify before I got on here, like most of my fan base or like the people that enjoy my music are in the West coast. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like one of those things that we're like, you know, you kind of, you know, I mean, I would love to do it here, you know, but people, you know, you should go here, you should do this. Yeah. You should go down to Atlanta. I mean, but me personally, I've been here all my life. Like yeah. I would love for it to, I mean, love for it to just blow yeah. up here. And I mean, I think that's also kind of what it's waiting for. It's waiting for somebody that's you know, dedicated to artists that turn into superstars type yep. thing. Like yep. just kind of like how the country stars did. Like yep. pretty much like everybody that's doing country, they come here to try to blow up. They could blow up on the side of the street. They probably, yep. you know, that's how good some of these people are that just come down here just to do music. But 
Like, I think the hip-hop scene in general is just kind of waiting for that one or two to just kind of blow it wide open and put on for Nashville. Yep. It's like, you got a lot of artists that are actually from Tennessee or from, you know, the kind of mid-state area, but they don't necessarily claim it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so you got, like, different artists that, like, maybe from Chattanooga or, mm -hmm. like, people that might have grown up in Chattanooga, but then they might have moved to Atlanta, so they just claim Atlanta. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those things to where, like, there are artists that could be representing yep. Tennessee, Nashville, whatever you want to call it, but... They're um, not, yeah. It, yeah, it just it's probably going to take that one to like and not just like like, you know, the simple mainstream success, getting a, a record deal like anybody can pretty much get yeah. record deals. But like it's waiting for that like big artist, boom, yeah. like number one hit, like, you know, what I'm saying number yeah. one single type thing or like yeah. that one artist that like crosses over and put, you know, yeah. and kind of is doing the hip hop and like almost kind of like a um, like Old Town Road type thing, yeah. like, yeah. You know, it's just something sort of like that. It's waiting on that. So, yeah. you know, I mean, and that, that's kind of how a scene flourishes. Like if you look at like the history of hip hop and how everything's like all the different scenes started flourishing, one person made a big splash, whether they went platinum, had a number one hit, whatever. And then the next song they put, they got a guy or they got a friend that's from the same scene. And then they just put their people on. Mm -hmm. and say hey i'm doing another song i want you to feature on this or they help them get a record you know and then like you just kind of look and so one person makes it and then they put their friends on and then if their the friends put their best friends example on. of that right now is drake i mean yeah. toronto has ex i mean you couldn't even find a toronto rapper like yeah. not even probably 10 years ago and now it seems like every other song on the radio is a Toronto rapper or you yeah. know something like that and I mean that's exactly what I mean like you yeah. know not necessarily to the extent of Drake I mean Drake is like historical at this point but like yeah. just somebody that's like hit you know hits it big but then kind of like has that longevity too because we've had a couple artists that have like you know gotten deals and you know yeah. done that big thing but then they kind of it just like they forget where they're one hit wonder but it was just kind of like a slowly but surely kind of bringing it you know it was going up they couldn't really keep up that level yeah and, you know whether what it, it was the bad contracts or you know different stuff like that because there are some art like some of those contracts that i've read that have become public knowledge i'm like that is like the worst contract i've yeah. ever seen in my life like i mean a lot of that happens too so yeah. um nothing will destroy a career faster than a bad contract man i'm talking i mean I, I mean, it's kind of hard to, you know, shoot it down. I mean, some people, because you got, you know, people that's growing up in poverty and, you know, growing up in different situations, you don't know what people are going through. And then you you see that check and you're like, man, that, I'm, I'm out of my situation immediately, you know, yep. not even thinking of the ramifications that, you know, down the line. Yep, um, yep. And so that's what I, that's why I, I, like I said, I'd soak up as much knowledge and stuff as I can about like the business in general, because like, yeah, I would love to, you know, get some sort of uh, deal going or whatever and, you know, get myself to a better situation and stuff yeah. like that. But is that going to jeopardize like the money that I could make five years down the road? Like, yeah. is that going to jeopardize like, you know, albums down the road or yeah. like, 
different uh, situations that I put myself in? Am I going to be getting brand deals? Like, yeah. how is all of that stuff going to kind of tie in? So, yeah. um, like, I mean, if you just kind of look at Chance and how he, Chance the Rapper, and how he did mm-hmm. everything, it's like he waited until he had all the leverage before he yeah. started signing deals. And fortunately mm-hmm. for him, he was able to make it work. Not everybody's able to make it work. When you've been right. living in poverty and paycheck to paycheck, not knowing where your next meal is going to come from, somebody waves a $100,000 check in front of you. Right. You know, as an advance, like – you're not going to turn that down. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, and it's also like you, you said it right. He had all of the advantage. That's why like you see a lot of these artists on the, everybody should be independent train now. Yeah. Um, Which sounds good in theory. And I do mostly agree. Mm -hmm. I will say though, that they're signing a record deal. Isn't necessarily a bad thing. If you sign a, a good deal. Yeah. You know, because being an independent artist is not for the faint of heart. Like people no. make it seem like it's just that much easier or no, it's not. It, yeah. I mean, it, it's really a lot of work, you know, yeah. it, cause you're basically doing the job of about 50 people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause these labels are assigning teams of people to manage these artists and, you know, whether it's cover art or uh, mixing and mastering or whether it's, you know, looking at contracts, so you got lawyers and all that stuff. Then, you know, you just got appearances. You get, I mean, it's so much stuff that, and you have to be on top of all of that as an independent artist. You got to have a team, you know, that, that can decipher all of the stuff. You got to yep. need a team that can keep you out of trouble pretty yep. much. Yep, yep. As an artist, like you said, I just want to make music. I mean, if I had the choice, I wouldn't be dealing with none of this other stuff. Like, I wouldn't even have social media. I would just be making music, you yeah. know. So, like, it's just a whole bunch of stuff that goes into it that, like, people don't fully grasp. Now, some of these artists that are saying go independent and stuff, it's, it's, I I, I like it because, yes, being independent, if your music and stuff takes off, if your merch takes off and stuff, I mean, you're getting all of that profit, you know, you're you're getting more of pretty much everything. Yep, yep. But, But, I mean... It's hard to do. And I mean, a lot of these artists that are, you know, a lot, especially the artists that like Kanye and people like, yeah. I mean, they got money. So yeah. like this set, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so them going independent is a smart move anyway, because I mean, they're going to make their money regardless. Off. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, okay, they can move on to the next step. Well, a lot of the people that are independent, they haven't even made it to the first step. Like yeah. they're not sitting on millions of dollars that they can just wait around for different deals and they can, chop up these deals and stuff like that like like you said if somebody comes to me with a hundred thousand dollars i mean i have to seriously think about it like i have to think about okay what does this mean like because i ain't never seen a hundred k so you know what i'm saying so like it's like yeah i'm independent i would love to stay independent but like you know what i'm saying i mean we live in a real world here like it's not like you know somebody somebody waves a hundred thousand dollars at you and it's like Dang, if I stretch that right, I could go three years living right. like, pretty meagerly. Like, you're going to live yeah. meagerly, but you can live three years doing nothing but rap and feel feel like, okay, everything's good. I don't have to worry about paying yeah. basic utilities and stuff. Try, trying to – yeah, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't be worrying, necessarily worrying about – making rent the next month you yeah. know i mean you're still eating ramen and stuff but i mean yeah. 
like right. at I thirty mean, three a year, but you know, just knowing that okay, my basic expenses are taken care of. If I want to quit my day job or pull back from my day job, I'm good, right? And I don't have to worry about where rent's coming from, right? Know? Yeah, so. yeah. So I mean, it's it, I, I enjoy the I'll, I'll enjoy watching the the big artists. I mean, because I mean, they do set the tone. I mean, they do have like the artists with the power are the ones that can change the system. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, I, I like where it's going, yeah. um, but it's, 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 it comes with some caveats, I think yeah. that don't Correct. necessarily get talked about a lot. So, yeah. um, you know, that, that, that's where I'm at on the whole independent or getting signed. Thing. Like people always ask me all the time, are you trying to get a deal? Do you want to get signed? And I'm yeah. like, it depends. I mean, you know, it just really depends. Like money is not necessarily going to make me jump, no. but I mean, the support will like just, right. having... I mean, it'll, I mean, it'll help. Like tell me, I mean, it depends on what that deal means. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it depends. And you kind of have to be on your P's and Q's. Okay. If I sign a deal, um, yep. how many albums is it for? How much money am I getting? What is being paid for? What are my actual expenses? What is this? Yeah. What's that? Who's taking care of what? Yep. Like after the end of the album, can I get an audit? Like, uh, you know, it's just so much stuff yep. that it's kind of hard to really say definitively, oh, I'd rather be independent. Oh, I'd rather have a, a deal. Because, yep. I mean, at the end of the day, if you take a deal, you're giving up something. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, all, it ultimately comes down to who you are as a person. Do you have, like, do you really need the support of a record label? Can you do it all yourself? Or right. is are you one of them people where you're more okay, you can write and perform and that's your specialty, but you lack everything else, then right. yeah, you probably need to sign that deal because you're, you're not going to go very far on being able to just perform. Because it'll be, it'll be technically the same thing being independent because then, I mean, you, let's just say I, I'm good at the songwriting and everything else, but like, and, I, and I, I'm pretty good at social media, but it's not my favorite. I don't yeah. really enjoy social media very yeah. much. So let's just say if I had the, you know, different team and stuff, you would have somebody that's like kind of managing your social mm -hmm. media and stuff like that. So you're just kind of building your team on all of pretty much all your weaknesses and stuff like that. Yep. But at the same time, it all has to fit. It all has to come together in some sort of cohesive way Yep. or it's not going to make sense. So, and at the end of the day, all of that costs money. I mean, yep. nobody's working for free. So, no, no, no. Know, so it's, I mean, I'm sure you got people out there that are willing to work for free, but then you're just kind of on their schedule and it's yeah. like, I mean, I, I haven't really met too many people in this business that work for free. I, although I will say that there are some that like that, that's kind of where the rub is because the people that are usually working for free are usually just getting started yeah. or something like that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad at what they're doing. They're just trying yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. So but at the same time, depending on where you are in your career, like quality matters. So yep, yep. like, I mean, at this point, like I can't just have a, like just a thrown together music video. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's I actually have, to have a, a proper music video at this, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, or it just, it defeats the purpose of me doing it. Yep. So and like, it's just one of those things that we're like, yeah, it might be free, but is that really helping your brand? And is that mm -hmm. really, you know, conducive to what you're doing like what are you getting out of that like yeah. 
Because even if they're doing it for free, they're expecting you. They're, and they're, they're expecting the clout or the rub or the... They're you, expecting something. I mean, yeah. free, even when somebody says free, it doesn't mean free, you know? So, I mean, it, it's always something. So, it just depends on... I mean, like, that. that's kind of been one of my issues, too, with social media and stuff, especially during this pandemic. Um, most of the people that I meet and stuff, of course, will be, like, from Instagram or something mm-hmm. like that, producers and stuff like that. And a lot of people don't necessarily know how to build relationships or necessarily know how to collaborate in that sort of way, you know, because I have a lot of people hit me, hey, man, I got beats, you know, yada, 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 which I get, I probably get five to 10 of those messages every day. Like everybody's everybody's selling beats, everybody, you know, I get it. What drives me nuts about that before you, before you continue is, it's always the same, like they're the same beats they're trying to sell you are the same beats that they're trying to sell the guy down the street or the guy right. down the block. It, it's like, all right, are, am I exclusive to these beats or like, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, it, it's, and, and that's a, that's a whole nother can of worms, you know, working with producers and uh, especially with like how like a lot of producers lease beats now. So yeah. like, you know, it's, it's just a whole bunch of different stuff that goes into it. That's it just kind of clogs up every, you know, it just makes the process that more drawn out and stuff like that. But um, everybody's trying to get paid. Everybody's trying to make it. Everybody's trying to, you know, do everybody's that. trying to feed their family at the end of the right. day. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I can't fault anybody for doing, you know, what it is that they do. Um, but yeah, I get those messages every day, and it, I'm just like, man, like, <laughs> at the, I mean, like, at the, like, I just, I just tell people, okay, I'll listen, and if I like it, you know, I'll, I'll go forward, and if I don't, yeah. then you know, I, I don't, like, yeah. you know, and that's another thing too, is like people take a lot of stuff personal, so like, yep. oh, it's yeah. kind of like, it's not like one, like I have producers that hit me up, and like I'll listen to the beast, and it's just not working for me and if yeah. i say that like they're like oh man well that's messed up like and it's like dude it's not like you know it, it's I, not I, a, it's not like it's bad it's just not working for what i want to do yeah it's just it, not me so like it, and it's crazy because like it could go the other way too because i met a producer actually a couple couple weeks ago um yeah. and i listened to his beast and it reminded me a lot of um like uh old arcade games like okay. the, like his sound like yeah like the like the eight bit yeah, it kind of reminded yeah. me of like old Pac-Man games or like Mega Man games yeah. or like those sounds were like, you know, they're just kind of like those like yep. kind of ticky-tack type beats or whatever. Yeah. But like the way that he did it was so nice. And I was like, man, I could do something with that. So like I kind of got like a r- little relationship with him and we're kind of working on some stuff now. But um, but that's the good parts about social yeah. media. That like, I mean... I, I mean, you can't, do, I mean, there's a lot of artists and producers and stuff here, but like just being able to meet people all over the world, like, you know, yep. and different type stuff. And of course, being able to do stuff on Zoom and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like, yep. I mean, it, it's all, you know, it's, it's like putting a big piece of a uh, big puzzle together. Like, you yep. know what I'm saying? And like just all these different pieces kind of go together. And like I said, like, I probably might do a project with this, producer or whatever I ain't met him one time like yeah. you know what I'm saying like it, it's it's crazy how all of it works but yep um you know even like before the pandemic I was doing stuff like that like I had a there's a guy that I've done a lot of work with in Chicago 
I've never, I've known, knew, knew, known this dude for 15 years, never met him in person. <laughs> and back in March, we did our first like interview, like podcast together. Mm-hmm. And it was like, dang, this is like the first time we're talking person to person, face to face. And I've known the dude for 15 years. Yeah, that's great. Like, so it, it was, it's like the social media or the internet in general has just kind of changed what yeah. a relationship can be, even if you've never met the person. It's changed the bit. I mean, it's changed the music business. I mean, it's, I mean, the music business, even five years ago, I mean, it's, it's so different. Yep. Like, I mean, cause when I started doing this thing, I mean, everybody was still trying to figure out, uh, how to sell iTunes 99 cent singles on iTunes, you know, yep, yep. you know, and now everybody's trying to get streams and uh, YouTube views and, you know, all this yep. different stuff. So it, it, it's, it's taking a crazy turn. And I mean, it's only going to keep going this way. I mean, it's going to keep going until all it's probably going to be is streams. And then you'll have the occasional uh, vinyls and stuff yep. like that, like special vinyls and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's probably going to keep going into this technology until it's just going to be all virtual. It's going to be, everything's going to be internet, social media yep. type thing. And yep. I, I still have a lot of respect for the dudes that are out there handing out like hard copy demos, like on CDs. Um, like I remember being in college, this was in like 2009 in that area where iTunes and the internet and streaming and all that stuff was still, was yeah, streaming was young, but like iTunes and stuff was in its prime. Right. But there was always dudes where I'd go down into like the student union or whatever, and they'd be handing out like hard copies. Like every day, somebody was like pimping out their hard copy of their new mm-hmm. EP or new single or whatever. I remember them like, days. Yeah. I, I still have a lot of respect for people that do that. Like, just yeah, there's still and- a lot of people that do it. And I mean, I'm not really sure. I mean, because honestly, I have a CD player in my car. I haven't used it one time. I mean, you yeah. know, it's so, yeah, hats off to them. You know, it's 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 almost it always would be like a collector's thing at this point. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. like it's almost kind of like how vinyls vinyls are kind of like coming back to life. You yep. know, yep. Sure the CDs will kind of get to the Except- point of a vinyl because I mean, Vinyls are it's kind of one of those things like vinyl is just a collector's edition, just kind of just by nature. Yeah, it's you know? a pe- to me it's a piece of art. Like you look yeah. at the cover of a vinyl, and there's just something about it. Like right. it could be the same exact cover of a CD, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason that vinyl it it's just better works. on the vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean all these vinyl players and stuff are kind of coming coming back to life. So yeah, yeah it's. That's that's one of the things that I'm looking at actually is like doing kind of like a special type of vinyl thing, like maybe having a certain amount, you know, doing yeah. giveaways with it and different stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a that's another part of like marketing and stuff that kind of goes into it with all the other business things that are changing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But we've been talking a lot about the business. Let's talk a little bit about your music and what you got going on. You just released uh, Down for Anything earlier this month. Uh, what's kind of the story behind that? Um, it was really that that song in general is just kind of like me in my comfort zone. It, mm-hmm. it was it wasn't really a song that had like a specific like meaning or anything, but it was just kind of like a the vibe that I was feeling at the time, just kind of like 
kind of riding out. You know, yeah. I, I wrote that song actually in probably about an hour. Like it's oh, wow. like it's like one of those songs that just kind of came to me, and it was just kind of like a feeling it out type thing. It wasn't like, and those are kind of some of my favorite songs to do, just because it really doesn't take a lot of thought. You know, it's it's yeah. just kind of like. I'm just kind of going, like I'm hearing the beat and I'm kind of just going going with the flow pretty much. And that's kind of how it was. But uh, also like, I also put a lot of thought into my lyrics and stuff like that and kind of how to phrase things and word things. So like, because like, I am the type of artist that like, I'm very introverted, like, at, you know, personally, like I'm kind of reserved and stuff like that. So that's why the social media and stuff is, you know, kind of hard for me because it's kind of almost me out of my comfort zone, like, you know, type thing. So, um, like those songs, especially those songs, like I put a lot of me into them. Yeah. So like, if you want to kind of figure out like some of the things that I think about or like kind of how I move or like my vibe and stuff like that, like my music is where it's at. So like my music is kind of, if you want to know who I am and kind of figure it out, like kind of like, grow with me and stuff like that is like it's in my music you know what i'm saying because you might not necessarily get it like just by talking to me i mean mm -hmm. we could have a conversation and you could probably get there but like until you like hear my songs and like hear the lyrics and like different stuff like because like even like stuff like anxiety and depression and all that stuff like that yeah. i deal with like i put it in my music because i mean it's not really i mean everybody kind of knows about it everybody can talk about it but like it's something about putting it in the art form of music that, you know, it kind of triggers with people. I mean, that's just kind of music in general. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could say the same thing in a conversation. If you put it in a song, people will feel it that much more. Yeah, you know? absolutely. absolutely. So it's kind of just one of those things where I was just kind of feeling a vibe and, um, you know, it kind of came together. It came together pretty quick um, because I, I wrote that song, like I said, in about an hour and then I recorded it probably about a couple weeks after that. Um, was and then oh, that full song probably got done in probably a month. Probably oh, wow. it, it came together pretty quick. So it was uh like a was it done during the pandemic? Like all written? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I was I started writing that song. Let's see. So it dropped earlier this month. I probably didn't start writing it until July. Oh, okay. Wow. August, something like that. Like, I mean, like, it, it came together really quick. Like, yeah. you know, it, like I said, it wasn't a song that, like, had a lot of thought. And, like, the way that I, like, my process in the studio is when I go to the studio, I usually do very long sessions, so, like, 10, 12 hours. Oh, well, yeah. Um, because it's cheaper that way, for one. Yeah. And for two, um, the way that, like, I, I don't really go to the studio very much and mess around. Like I usually go with a plan. I get stuff yeah. done. Yep. So, like when I do like those 10, 12 hour sessions, I can get seven, eight songs done. Yeah. So like usually when I'm kind of picking what single I want to drop next or whatever, like I already have a list of songs yeah. that I can choose from. It's just kind of figuring out what vibe I want to go with. Like some songs I'm kind of saving to do, you know, if I want to do an album or EP or something yeah. like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, songs like that, I can drop those songs for days. That's like just songs that's kind of in my in my in my pocket, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I can just kind of spit those out and um, you know, kind of get that vibe going, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that song that song is is and it's doing pretty good for it to just be only be out I mean, a little bit under a month, so yeah. um, you know, it's it's kind of good a good follow-up to, you know, the last couple singles that I released. Yeah. And is that kind of where you're staying is the singles for right now? You kind of mentioned 
wanting to do like an EP or an LP, but is the singles kind of where you're staying right now? Yeah, just just because I kind of want to release more and so or kind of like kind of stay in the stream a little bit, especially like in the pandemic, everybody's online and stuff yep. like that. So I kind of want to be able to just kind of stay in that stream as long yep. as I can. Um, and doing the singles, I can kind of focus on pushing, you know, those sync like so when I drop it, I can focus on that one song and push it and market it and do whatever I need to do with it um, and kind of work on, you know, the analytics and data and just trying to drive those drive those streams and also just drive those fans, you know, that do enjoy it and stuff like that to try to just come on board, um, you know, and listen to more of my music, which that's, that's my main focus is trying to just build, build up my fan base as much as I can yeah. and uh, just get more people listening. Gotcha. Are you uh, working on a visual component, whether it be another lyric video or like a legit music video? For yeah, I I'm thinking about it. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to decide what I'm going to do with it. I might not do a video or anything at all. I might do like a lyric video again okay. or something like that. But um, it's funny you say that because uh, <laughs> I was shooting like some content to like when I was um, like in the pre-save stage, like just getting people to try to, you know, first start yeah. listening to snippets and stuff. Um, I went to down. I went downtown to this hospital, like a parking garage, mm -hmm. uh, and was taking a couple pictures and stuff. Um, and the security guard came up. I thought I was going to get in trouble, and actually, he was like, "Man, I see you shooting video, whatever, yada yada." So it turns out he shoots videos and stuff on the side, and um, he's actually pretty good. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, man." He was like, "I do it for free. I just want to, you know, yada yada yada." So. Um, he was saying, man, I got ideas if you really want, if you want to do a video and stuff. So I might let him do yeah. something just to kind of, you know, collab with him and stuff. And I said, man, I got some other stuff that I, you know, I can have you work on if you really want to, you know, do that. Yeah. So it, it's kind of weird. Cause I mean, I might have something to do with that, but I'm not sure because I would yeah. like to release, uh, at least another single, uh, before this year's out. So yeah. it, it just kind of depends on the timetable and yeah. stuff like that. That's, that's so that's always funny about Nashville is everybody's got a side hustle. Everybody's yeah. got a little side thing that they do yeah. and people come crawling out of nowhere and be like, Hey, saw you doing this. I do that on the side. If you're yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that, I, that's probably everybody. Like yeah. you are not joking. Like you, you could go to a bar and see a bartender be like, Hey man, you know, you know, yada, yada, yada. If you ever need, I I, you look like you model. Hey, I'm a photographer. Like, you know, it's just like so random like that. You know? it, it's a, it's like the, the end of that scene in uh, Hustle and Flow where uh, he uh, DJ is walking into the jail cell and the two cops yeah. hit him up and like, hey, we're rappers too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of Nashville in general because, I mean, everybody, I mean, like you said, no, there's really not a lot of native Nashvilleans. So yeah. most of the people that are here, if it's not music, it's, I mean, it's kind of hard to find people that aren't doing music in some sort of fashion. Yeah. If they're not doing music, they're probably doing photography or videography or something like that. Like, yeah. But it, it would be hard pressed for you not to find somebody that's doing something that has to do with music in yeah. some form of fashion. Yeah, no absolutely. matter what their job is, you know, any of that. Like, yeah. it's it, all art. Yeah. And that, that's kind of why I've always been looking at Nashville. Like I, I've been telling a lot of people lately, if I'm, or when I move again, cause it's going to happen, I, I'm a nomad. <laughs> the, the final resting place, so to speak, is either going to be Nashville or Austin. 
I haven't quite yeah. decided. But I just feel like Nashville, I go there. If I step outside my door and say, hey, I need a musician of 20 people lined up. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, it's, cra- it's also crazy, too, because, I mean, you know that everybody's doing something. Yeah. But it's still spread out enough to where it's still kind of hard. I mean, not necessarily hard to find, but like it's almost like a it's almost like something that would be an open secret. Like it's yeah. like okay, I know everybody does music and stuff like that, but like I mean, you don't necessarily want to work with everybody to begin yeah. with. Like I mean, but it's just like man. I can't find like I need a photographer. It's like I can't find a photographer to save my life, and my next door neighbor might be a photographer. Like yeah. it, it's it's crazy like yeah. that it kind of happens like that. But like people always ask me like, oh man, you still in Nashville? Like I'm like, man, I love Nashville. I could I could move and stuff like that, but I would never like not have a place to stay here or like yeah. not have a home here or something like that. I mean Nashville is I mean is one of a kind to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And that's kind of that kind of goes in hand in hand with like my music and kind of why I want to you know yeah. I want things to kind of like expand and blow up here. Yeah. It's just for one, it's right for the taking for one, yeah. and for two, it's just it, it's just a place that's great to live and you mm-hmm. know it's it's great to be in the hustle and bustle of all these talented you know people. Um, it, I mean, and it, that's kind of another thing too. If you start to see success and you start blowing up, you kind of know you're doing something right because yeah. I mean, it's a lot of good artists and a lot of good talent yeah. that are moving here every day that live here. Like, so if I mean, you have to stick out and you yeah. have to, you know, you have to be that that next thing in order to stand out from the crowd because, yeah. Yeah. like I said, it's those people that might be on the side of the road would have just with a guitar and they sound better than all the country singers you've ever heard like yep. you know it's it happens like that every day yep one thing i do like about nashville and correct me if i'm wrong it doesn't seem like there's a really bad part of town like every you've got like the older part of town you've got like an older part of town where okay if you don't know any better it looks a little sketchy but it's really it's a community it's all community based in nashville yeah I, I remember um, I remember the first time I went to Nashville, I stayed in Antioch. Uh-huh. And, um, so, uh, so I rented an Airbnb and was like, okay, I'm going to set up shop here. I'm going to do like videos and podcasts and all that stuff. And I'm going to just kind of set up in this Airbnb. And somebody messaged me for the address and they're like, you realize that's in the middle of Antioch, right? And I'm like, okay. It's like, and they sent me this map of all the gunshots reported in the last 24 hours in Antioch. And I'm like, you don't understand. I grew up on the South side of Chicago. I don't, this doesn't face <laughs> Like yeah. there's very few places that I'm afraid to walk through in the middle of the day. Like, so yes. none of this phases me. It, it's, it's, um, I mean, there's some areas that, you know, you might want to shy away from, but it, I mean, it would, it's really not that ma- I mean, compared to, I mean, it depends on what you're used to. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a major city at this point. So, I mean, yeah. you're going to get a little yeah. bit of everything, but yeah. um, as far as like necessarily like just super bad parts of town or something like, I mean, you're right. It's not really like nothing that's just like run down or something yeah. like that. I mean, you might have a neighborhood or you might have a, um, 
a block that might be notorious for something or whatever. Yeah. But, I but mean, for the most part, it's all community driven. And as long as you're not in there starting trouble or yeah. doing something. And they're doing a lot of uh, gentrification right now too. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, the big thing going on right now. So um, right now it's kind of all mixed in. Even if you were to go to a bad part of town, you, like you said, you wouldn't necessarily know you would be in a bad part of town. Yeah. Cause I mean, it might be bad right here, but, right here they just put up a new condo you know yeah. so like it, the gentrification is kind of making it a little harder to kind of have those you know yeah. kind of sectioned off places that like is like a don't go zone or, yeah or something like that but uh i mean as it as it grows and as people like move here because i mean yeah. i can't remember the number but they say it's like a certain like so a couple of thousand people move here a day yeah like i mean I mean, we're running out of space. At a certain point, you're going to run run out of space or, yeah. yeah, you've got that many people moving there a day, but how many people are moving out of Nashville a day? Right. So, I mean, so and those numbers got to balance out somewhere. Not a lot. I mean, well, I guess it just depends. But because, um, I mean, if you're in Nashville, you're probably either trying to do music or uh, – you know, even even if it's not even necessarily being an artist, you might want to work on Music Row and, you know, be an executive or, you mm -hmm. know, because they have a lot of like ASCAP and BMI and all them, like they have main offices here. Yeah. So, like, it, I mean, if you want anything to do with the music business, I mean, this is the place to be for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because and, and a lot of artists, like even major artists come here to record because the recording cost is like cheaper than it would be say in LA or you know Miami or something yeah. like that so a lot of people flock here because it's quote-unquote cheaper I mean it, you know yeah. It's, yeah. it's expensive to me but you know it's yeah. it's it, you know it's one of those like necessary evil type yeah. thing and if you're one of those artists that just wants the note the notoriety of being able to say they recorded in Nashville there are a lot of studios in Nashville that are set up to where you can go in for a two-hour session and leave with a with yeah. the song mixed mastered and ready to ride i mean i don't have any official numbers but honestly i could i would probably like to guess that there are probably more home studios here than anywhere else in the yeah. world ever like i mean like oh and especially now since they lifted that ban uh didn't they they just really recently lifted that ban about against home studios or whatever um i'm not sure um but i mean I don't really know how you police that to begin with, yeah. but um, I'm, I'm not sure if they lifted that or not, but I mean. Or loosened it because yeah, like you I, said. I mean, the, they, they the, like it matters because I mean, I, I, it's you would be surprised, like some of these like studios that like look like it's a complex or something like, like that's somebody's garage. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's like crazy how yeah. we'll have these major setups. And like one of my main guy, like one of my main guys, like, his home studio is outrageous. Like yeah. it's like one of the best studios I've ever seen. And it's like literally just an extra part of his house. Like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's crazy. In the, it's in the spare bedroom down the hall. I mean, yeah. basic, I mean, I mean, it's, it's too big to be a spare bed. I mean, but like he has, I mean, I'm talking big board. I'm talking dude. multiple studios, everything. I mean, wow. it's just like, dude, like, I mean, he has like big performances in there and every, like he could have a full band in there. Oh, like, wow. It, it, like, I mean, and I mean, it, that's just one. Like, yeah. I can only, it's probably a whole neighborhood full of, you know, yeah. 
videos and stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah, Nashville is the place to be for sure, as far as music is concerned. Yeah. How have you been um, kind of dealing with everything during the pandemic? Obviously, you're still getting music out and stuff, so that's like the big key, but uh, shows aren't really a thing that's happening right now. Like, I mean, I'm sure there are probably like underground shows or there was a point there where Nashville opened up for a little bit, right? And yeah, we opened they- up and then the numbers spiked and then they closed everything down again. Yeah. Um, but um, actually, it was, I mean, when I was quarantined, um, it was actually pretty good for me because it gave me time to focus on the marketing and the social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was quarantining, I mean, all I had was time on my hands. Like, I mean, I was creating like a big dog, you know, like, yep. cause it was, it was easy to just, you know, take a couple pictures, do a couple videos. And, you know what I'm saying? I got my content for the week where it's like, when you're on the go and stuff, it's kind of hard to keep up that schedule and, you know, keep up, you know, that posting schedule and all that stuff. So it, 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 it benefited me like in certain areas and gave me chances to kind of work on things that possibly were like just kind of in the background before. And so now, um, you know, now that things are starting to open back up a little bit, um, you know, it's starting to get a little bit easier as far as figuring stuff out and figuring out, you know, good timetables and stuff like that. But yeah, that's the last, that'll be the last, like, I guess shebang is, you know, people being able to perform like, like normal. I mean, everybody's doing like the IG streams and the Facebook streams and stuff like that. I haven't done one of those yet. Um, I might do one just kind of depending on kind of how things go, but. um, Because I mean, unfortunately music, it was the first to shut down and it'll probably be the last to reopen. Yeah. And until there's a vaccine or, you know, like yeah. whatever you, you're just, it, it's going to be a while. Like, yeah, I, cause I mean, and it, and it kind of sucked because I mean, I had a lot of like performances like lined up like festivals yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, that I was going to do and stuff like that. And like, I mean, the quarantine hit right during festival season pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Like, I mean, it shut down of, South by Southwest, and I knew it was serious. Yeah, like, yeah, because I mean, we had plans to go to all of. The, I mean, like we had plans to go to um, South by Southwest. We mm-hmm. had plans to go to uh, A3C and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, all that stuff got shut down. But now I'm starting to see, like, you know, the war shows are starting to pick back up. But um, yeah. you know, there it's kind of. I mean, there's it's basically just an IG stream, just on a bigger platform, pretty much. Yeah. But um, actually, I saw like some. Uh, I guess it was some type of festival where they had it socially distanced out, like type yeah. of. Like I was like, that's kind of interesting. I'm not really sure how you would get that to work for like a super huge, yeah, like crowd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how how many people could you really have socially distanced, like in different like pods and stuff? Yeah. But yeah. I, I've um, definitely seen it where they've had it like sectioned off, and you had to stay in one area, and it was yeah, like, social yeah. distance or whatever. you were only around like three or four people or something yeah. like that. Like you had to, you know. So I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll figure it out. But yeah, like you said, until they get a vaccine. And until it gets back to, you know, the place where we can really say it's back to normal, um, this is the normal, you know? So um, a lot of the stuff that we're doing is, yeah, I mean, that's the best that you can do right now. And And um, I've started, like, even for, like, the future of Live and Amplified, I've started mentally preparing, like, okay, we're probably in this for another year. Like, what we've been doing for the last six months, 
plan at least another year of yeah. what we've been doing. And so I told my team, I was like, hey, we need to start thinking of shit to do because we're obviously not going to get out to do our live performance videos. Right. Po- like, I mean, the podcast is something we've always done, but moving it to Zoom is just kind of like a no-brainer because it's like, okay, now I can just do them all the time right. and it doesn't right. matter. Um, but we need to start diversifying a little bit because we're starting to get stuck in that stigma of, oh, all you do is the podcast, whereas before it was, oh, all you do is the videos. Right. And so it's right. like, yeah, because I mean, like for me, that that's I, I kind that's why I kind of want to release more music is because more people are you know got their faces to the phones and you know to the computer screens. But um, you also kind of want don't want to get stuck in that oh where you just releasing a single every week and doing this and doing that. So that's why I'm doing different stuff. Like I actually just created a, a Twitch page. I'm gonna start doing. Nice. Uh, Twitch and stuff like that. Twitch has got an amazing music scene. Like just they, go they on. Do. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, and it's, it's still in its infancy too. So yeah. I mean, it's, that's a good train to get on. But I'm gonna do like you know, of course, with my music stuff. But I'm also incorporate like video, like I love playing video games and yeah. stuff. In spare time. So like I'm gonna inc- like kind of include that into my content type thing. Um, like I do modeling and stuff on the side. So like just kind of doing stuff like that. Um, of course, you know, release some music when I can and, you know, trying to collab and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, the, the Twitch thing is like my latest endeavor. That's going to be the, the newest thing where, you know, kind of do, do more and, you know, kind of diversify a little bit and do a little bit, you know, a few different things. Have you reached out? Have you thought about reaching out to like all the bloggers and like the social media influencers and giving them your songs? Like say, Hey, if you need, have you? Actually, and it's and it's kind of funny because it's kind of I, I, that's why I'm like I'm still in like the phase of like trying to figure out like different uh, analytics and stuff about mm-hmm. like kind of what I'm trying to figure out what I'm seeing because like yeah. when quarantine hit, um, I think I had just re- I I'd, my single party time was still going I believe, mm-hmm. um, and it was my best song to date already, but like during quarantine, it took off. Like, so, I mean, Party Time is the first single to get uh, 100,000 streams on Spotify, like one of my songs. Yeah. Like seeing that, I'm like, okay, is that because of quarantine or is that because of something else that we're doing and we're finally figuring it out and doing it right? So like when I released my next single, Light Show, and it basically did the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's probably a combo of both, yeah. but I need to figure out what I'm doing right and keep doing it, <laughs> you know? So uh, that's kind of where I'm at now. It's like, I'm still kind of in the phase of like figuring out, okay, where are my fans really? Yeah. Still trying to gain new fans, um, figure out what's working in my marketing and, yeah. you know, different stuff like that. Trying to come up with different merch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and re- trying to figure out when to release music. I mean, because like I said, there's more people online, so like it makes sense to release more music, but it still has to be like a, a plan and a schedule and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So, um, you know, and it's a different thing of like I'm also probably gonna like work on like doing like a Patreon page because I have a lot of music and a lot of different stuff that I probably wasn't gonna release. Or it was probably just something that was just kind of like a throwaway. But yeah. like people that are like really fans of me, I might just 
put it out like yeah. even if it's like rough and it's like hey this is like exclusive like like yeah. you know what i'm saying like because yeah. like when i'm writing and listening to beats and stuff like people usually even people on my team like they don't really hear music that i've done until i've basically yeah. recorded it and yeah. finished it so yeah. like that would be really interesting like just having like even if it's like a real scratch track yeah of a song that you're like even if it was like a early scratch track version of of party time of light show you know of any of those songs and then people can be like oh this is how it started yeah and then this is what it turned into like i think yeah. people would really connect with that That'd and be like i have a lot of songs that like haven't been like because most of the time when i go to the studio we're like we we get all the lyrics and stuff done and then we'll do like a rough mix type of thing but um like i have a lot of songs that haven't been mixed and mastered or whatever so mm -hmm. like but to the I guess normal person, you really probably wouldn't fully know that it was mixed. You know what I'm saying? Like you would probably know because like some of the levels would be off and stuff like that. But like I'm thinking of still like just putting it out. Like okay, this is a song that nobody's heard. This is a song that probably won't get released as an official release. Uh, you know, and this is for my you know diehard two four fans that you know just you know, are rocking with me and want to hear the, yeah. the different type of processes that I go through in order to get to the final yeah. product that everybody gets to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you brought up mixing and mastering. And for whatever reason, that is a big thing that sticks with me. You do your own mastering? like, Or you have somebody that actually I have masters? somebody that does, And actually, that's kind of funny, too, because, like, uh, before quarantine, it, like, I had one person that pretty much did it, but, like, yeah. I needed a number of people because, like, it got to the point to where I was kind of waiting on, you know, waiting to receive files and stuff like yeah. that. But on the other end, like I had DJs and stuff like that. Like I need this, I need that. Yeah. So like, it's like, okay, I got to wait. And like, yeah, I can't really be missing opportunities kind of yeah. waiting, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Even though I get it, other people got other stuff to do and stuff like yeah. that too. But um, so like during quarantine, like, I don't know, for some reason it blew up. I don't know. That was, it must've been divine intervention. Cause yeah. like, now I have probably about five different people that, you yeah. know, could do well, mixing and mastering for me. Well, and the reason I bring that up and ask is because I have, there's so many independent, especially in the hip hop and rap scene that mm -hmm. use those damn software master, the mastering softwares where they yeah. just put it through and then it does something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, learn how to master. <laughs> if you're going to do that, learn how to master your own shit. Like, it's i mean that's the that is the uh the the ju the juicy part you know yeah. what i'm saying like that's that's where the the magic really ha i mean yeah all of all of the echoes and i mean like and and it's crazy because it's one of those things where like a lot of artists especially starting out like i mean mixing and mastering is kind of just extra to some people but for yeah. me it's like it's vital it, you know it, it's everything it, yeah. it makes the song what it is but like, yeah, it's vital because i mean you you know you you do your lyrics but then you might go and be like well that part's kind of low why does it sound like that you know yeah. i'm i am that guy that like i'll record and like it won't even be mixing and mastered but i will listen to that song 700 times and yeah. like I might hear like this whole song might be good and I might hear one part that's like low and it'll irritate the mess out of me. Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's just one of those things. Like you also kind of like have to be, have to have and be around people that have that ear. Yeah. Um, because um, sometimes when you go into the studio and record, like 
it, it might sound like you don't need mixing and mastering. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I mean, you do, but yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But it might sound like, you know, sonically, it might sound good. Um, yeah. But yeah, have, having quality people with, you know, a good ear that can, you know, that knows what they're doing and can do it in a timely fashion. That's mm-hmm. another thing is yep, yep. being able to do it fast enough because I mean, the amount of plugins and the amount of different uh, things you can do to everything. Expedite the pro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could be sitting there forever and you won't ever get the song done. So it's, it's something that like, it takes a lot of practice and a lot of knowledge and, you know, a lot of knowing what type of, you know, artist you are, or what type of, you know, vibe you're going for and stuff like that. Cause I mean, I think all of my songs at one point of another sound like it, it's, you know, the two, four sound that, yeah. you, you know, you be kind of used to hearing, but like every, every song gets its own entity, you know, yeah. it's its own thing. So like one mixing and mastering ain't going to be the same as the other mixing and mastering. And like, I've, yeah. and I've, I've encountered that type of stuff to where like, especially before I met the people that I kind of know now that, you know, I know they do quality work and stuff like yeah. meeting different people and I might get the same song mixed and mastered by a few different people. And it just sounds night and day, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, it's crazy, but like it, I've done that multiple times. So it's like, yeah, I like it, but let me see if I can, you know, and then somebody else will mix it out. Like, that's what I'm looking for right yeah. there. That's it. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's got that pop. Like I like it. So yeah. Um, I, it's definitely a very important part of the process. For oh, sure. yeah. I know I drive because well, I work for a TV station as like my regular nine to five job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I drive all, all our producer or all, cause I work in like the creative services department and there's six of us on the team. I drive mm-hmm. all of our producers nuts. Cause I'll point out every audio issue in the, yeah. like, I'm not an engineer. I'm not a mastering engineer. Like don't even try and get me to do any of that. Cause I don't know what I'm doing, but I've been around enough to be like, hey, you realize that he voiceover A is about six decibels lower than voiceover B. You need to level yeah. that out a little bit. Oh, he sounds like he's in a tin can. We need to fix that. Yeah. yeah. And they're like. When I first started, like, I could hear it immediately, but we just didn't know necessarily what we were doing. And I didn't yeah. really have the money to kind of afford mixing and mastering and stuff at the time. So like, we would just like a lot of like, especially like a lot of my very early songs, mm-hmm. like that I first came like, aren't mixed and massive at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so like, and like my, my manager was like, and like, man, that sounds good. I don't know what you like, but like, as I started to grow, I was like, nah, we not putting that out. Like nah, I can't, yeah. like I can hear all of that trash, like yeah. in the background, like, and he's like, I can't hear anything. I was like, I know you can't. Like, and probably the normal person probably wouldn't hear it either. Well, and that, but, that's the issue is because everybody's wearing Beats headphones. Like, yeah. they're wearing these, like, super expensive headphones that correct, like, 90% of the audio issues yeah. where if you go listen to, like, a pair of studio monitoring headphones, you're mm-hmm. going to hear all that. You're going to yeah. hear the crunchiness or, the, you know, like, yeah. whatever. So, you know, like, I mean, cool, we have that technology, but it's making people lazy on the production aspect. Because- right. Right. And I mean, that's, and, and it kind of, for me, cause I enjoy the studio process. I mean, the stu- being in the studio, there is nothing like being in the studio for me, like yeah. being in the studio and creating and hearing it come together is 
that is just a gift from the heavens, like yeah. to me, you know, yeah. like, yeah. and especially where, I mean, and that's, that's where the, the grit and grind and stuff comes from is perfecting right. all of those different stuff. Like, cause I can't stand when I'll do a whole song and it'll sound good. It'll sound all the way good that I'm getting ready to get it mixed and mastered. And I hear one word that's like off or I slurred a word or yeah. something. I did, And I'm just like, Oh my God. Like, just shoot me you know what i'm saying like it's just like it's i i do it all the time and it's like also that's another thing having good people around you that can kind of save you from yourself because yeah. it's it's there's a lot of songs that i've done that like it would have never got released because i would have been working on it forever for forever you know yeah so like, but like there's still songs that i like release even though you know it, it's tip top you know it sounds yeah. exactly how it needs to sound but like that's still something like, man, I could have said that a little better. I could have said that stronger. I could have yeah, changed or it. Or a little bit more precise. Or yeah, had, like yeah. I do that every song. Yeah, I got you. Um, one thing that we do on Live and Amplified is we love to pass on information to younger musicians. Mm -hmm. And since we don't, I we don't get a lot of hip hop acts on here for whatever reason. I haven't quite figured out why. Mm -hmm. um, so I really want to do this with you. What advice do you have for young musicians? Like whether it's something to look out for. The reason I bring this up is because I hear a lot of musicians that do like the pay to play stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they're thinking they're going to get like this contact with opening for some, you know, they do mm -hmm. a lot of pay to play stuff and then it ends up not being what they want it to be or what mm -hmm. they think it's going to be. So I really want to kind of sit here and chat with you a few minutes about stuff that you've learned over the last eight, eight and a half years. And so we could pass it on to. Uh, for me, I would say one of the most important things is knowledge is power. Yep. Like the more you know, the less you could get screwed. Yep. So because there is not a time in this business where you won't possibly be getting screwed. Yeah. Like in some form or fashion. Yeah. Like. In this, this is a business where everybody uses everybody, and that's a good and a bad thing. So, the more you know, you know, like let's just take for example, like mixing and mastering, like we were just talking about. Yeah. Like, I know how long it takes for to really mix and master a song. Yeah. If you tell me that it's gonna take you three months, I know that you're full of you know what. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm saying, like so, like, but you don't necessarily know that unless you know the process or yeah. you you know are dealing with that so i would that first and foremost knowledge as i mean and that goes for everything that goes as you know songwriting learning how to you know stack your cadences learning yeah. how to project correctly learning yeah. how to do whatever to the business side where learn you know not every deal is going to be good yeah. no matter what it is um making sure you're reading contracts you know yeah. getting in touch with getting contacts with different people in the business, collaboration, like, I mean, just all of that, the, just knowledge. Like, you need to know as much as you can know. Um, another thing that I would say is you're going to get screwed and fail. Yeah. All I mean, you, you're, it's going to happen. So, yeah. I mean, you might as well just, you know what I'm saying? Like, now there are there's a difference between – you know, trying things and taking chances and then there's being stupid. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So, like the whole pay to play thing. I mean, it's kind of hard to avoid these days. I mean, yeah. you know, 
everybody's doing pay to play. Everybody's buying streams and followers and all of this different stuff. But um, like it, that there are certain opportunities. I mean, there are certain opportunities within all of that that yeah. are beneficial. Yeah. And so you have to try to. I mean, that's what makes this the music business. That's yeah. why they call it the game because yeah. you have to play. Hey, you have to. You have to look at where these opportunities are coming from. Right. Like, I mean, I, so it's up I, to you to do due diligence as far as like um, figuring out like if you're dealing with companies and stuff like mm-hmm. research. Like <laughs> I mean reviews yeah. uh check them i mean go what does your gut tell you you yeah. know like yeah. i mean it's it's a bunch of i mean and it's a lot of things too like okay yeah on ig somebody some company say yeah we can help you get all of these streams and stuff and they got a hundred thousand followers and stuff yeah. and then you look at their page and they can't like they got a hundred thousand followers and they can't even get 20 likes on that page yeah. i mean you gotta be smart like yeah, you know yeah. it's well, that was the thing that that I was going through yesterday. I was going through Reverb Nation to find some new musicians here in Central Texas to work with. And I was going through Reverb Nation and you had uh, pages on there. They had like 75, 100,000 followers, but they had like five EPs on there and had like 20 streams or 20 plays. And it's like, what is this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And I mean, and the thing is, a lot of artists, like, especially starting out, start, collab with the people that are on your level. So, yeah. like, like, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say that, like, I'm just on, like, some top tier level. Like, I can't sit here and DM Drake tomorrow and yeah. be like, hey, let's do a song together. Yeah. But there are plenty of artists that may have the same amount of streams as me or followers or might be in the same area or something. I mean, collab- I mean, especially as in hip hop artists, collaboration is very important. Um, whether it be with other artists, producers, whether it be just meeting another artist, even if y'all don't do music, like just st- like, I call it stealing fans, stealing mm-hmm. contacts and yeah. stuff like that. Like all of that is very important. So um, just trying to meet as many people as you can, like doing all, I mean, of course, pandemic's going on, but like going to South by Southwest and yeah. going to A3C and, you know, different stuff like that. Um, going on social media and meeting people. Now, don't spam people because that's not yeah. good. We don't like that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, still hitting up people and, you know, sending emails, find, finding contact information, like um, just a lot of bunch of small stuff that turns into a big thing. So, um you know that that's a another thing. Let's see what what's another good one. Um, uh, I would say save your money because it, it's gonna cost you a lot. So mm-hmm. there, I mean, all of this costs money. So like, I mean, there's no. I mean, some people want to get like do a lot of like the free stuff. So like we was talking about that earlier. Like a lot of people want to you know, some people might skip the mixing and mastering, or yeah. some people might you know skip this or skip that. Well, if it takes you a couple more weeks or a month to save up that money to get it mixed and mastered, do that. Like, like you don't have to rush. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there is no rush. Like, save your money and put out the best quality. I mean, quality over quantity all day. So, and I mean, especially as saturated as the business is, like, you have to stand out and you have to be quality. Yep. So, yep. 
if you aren't, people are going to, I mean, people aren't just going to throw you to the wayside. They're going to throw you to the wayside and talk trash about you at the same time. Yeah. Like, especially being a hip hop artist, like it is not like nobody's going to be nice to you. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so like quality over everything, like no matter, like do whatever you can to make your product better. Yeah. So, like just, us, just us doing this interview with like, I got a ring light. Like yeah. I got like, you know, I got this different stuff set up. Like I got like, I bought this computer just for this like certain like stuff, like being able yeah. to have a workstation and stuff like that. Like yeah. I saved up my money to do that. Like it took me a while to get that, but yeah. I mean like yeah. it's, it, it's beneficial, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Absolutely. It works out and you can take it and use it for other stuff. So like this ring light thing that I got, it's like got a thing where you could put your phone and stuff on it. That's how I record most of my videos. Like, that's how I record. The, the ring lights are ama- like, especially if you get one of the good ones is yeah. Whew. Like, I mean, just different small stuff like that. Or like a lot of people don't think about like, I mean, and just getting good with doing video and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it takes a while, but I mean, like I, I, during quarantine, I figured out how to use Photoshop. Like I didn't really know how to use Photoshop at all. Yeah. Like, I didn't know I could, I mean, I knew how to, I knew what it was. Yeah. I knew what it was for. Yeah. I used it for the first time during quarantine. And now, I mean, it's pretty much the app that's open all the time on my computer. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. you know and so like just different stuff like that, just the small stuff always add up to the big stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, having, hey. having good people around you to be able to kind of guide you yep. and know what they're talking about. You and know. make sure they they are actually there for you and right. aren't just yes men saying right. trying to bl- uh, hype you up. And- yeah, your buddy saying that you sound good. Okay, that's good. But if everybody else tells you you suck, then I mean, there, there's a disconnect there. Yeah. So. so you need to figure that out. But yeah, having a good team is very important because mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I've accomplished this year has yeah. been because I've had a good team behind yeah. me. You know. Hey, and to kind of elaborate on something you said or you'd mentioned making it sound as good as you can and always or as far as your music goes or your product goes making it look and sound as good as you can and always progressing but you also want to make sure that you can keep that progression because i've seen time and time again where somebody goes and spends all this money on a single or an ep sounds amazing and then the next one isn't because they put all this money into one hoping it would help them go somewhere and then it it didn't or it didn't last as long as they thought they would and then they go in and it's like okay well how come this one doesn't sound nearly as good as this original yeah. track you sent and i mean so, and you're and you're you're the people that your fan base the people that listen like they'll know it too yeah. i mean you know they'll hear it like they'll be like oh that don't sound like you know, what I knew you for, or, yeah. you know, that, that's not what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, that's where like having a budget comes in and like being, pa- just being patient is really kind of what it is. Cause I mean, you know, I got a day job too, but you know what I'm saying? So like, I, I, I can't just go out and be like, Hey, I'm going to shoot this video. And then tomorrow yeah. I'm going to go to the studio, which costs all kinds of hundreds of dollars. And I'm going to do this and do that. Like, I mean, you have to kind of be patient, but you also kind of have to know, okay, when you're setting your budget and when you're figuring all that stuff out, okay, what has worked before? What didn't work? Yeah. What 
opportunities are there for you to try something new, mm -hmm. um, you know, and trial and error. I mean, it's a lot of trial and error, especially as an independent artist, you're going to fail a lot. Like, I mean, there's really no way of getting around it. Like you're yeah. going to fail. You're going to do something and it's going to flop or you're going to pick a company to work with and they're going to scam you. Like it's a learning experience. You, okay. Mm -hmm. You know not to do that next time. Like some people think that like, okay, it didn't work this time, but it's going to work next time. Yeah. Like yeah. you just kind of have to be smarter about the decisions that you make and make kind of try to make as many of those decisions count as yeah. many as you can. Cause the more you can make them count, then that's when you start to kind of build on wins and the more you can build on wins and, you know, kind of keep it going and kind of keep that, that train rolling. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, I mean, cause that's kind of how it's kind of worked for me. Like, you know, the last two singles before down for anything hit hundred K in streams. That's the first time I've ever done that. Like I did that this year, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So like, it's like, okay, figuring out how I got there keep doing that part and then figure out what didn't work and stop doing that. And then also take advantage of the new opportunity that's popped up. So like with those singles doing what it's done, like I've kind of done a lot more like brand collaborations this yeah. year. Like I've done a whole bunch of other stuff that kind of have come from that little success that I've had. Yeah. And so you'll see, I mean, especially as a art, like it's not really a class that can kind of tell you, how to really navigate that you know what i'm saying that's kind of just one of those learning experiences that you know you'll figure it out as you go and it's a lot of trial and error and yeah. you know figuring out how to get to that point yeah absolutely and it, it, it's just patience right that that's the key phrase yeah. in all of it is patience. i mean because everybody likes to think that somebody blew up quickly like mm -hmm. you know somebody uh, overnight success they call yeah. it like there is no like yeah Overnight success takes years. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it might appear that they popped up on the scene yesterday, but you don't see the 10 years that they were yep. uh, slinging CDs or the yep. 10 years they were trying to figure out the content or, yep. you know, all that stuff. Like, it's, and it's also like a thing called like the, the celebrity kind of uh, thing to where like people look at someone and be like, dang, you famous. Or like, you know, it's like, no, man, like, it's just that quality, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. it's a standard, like, you know what I'm saying? You want to try to hold yourself to a quality standard at all times. Yep. Now, you think that I'm famous, I appreciate that, even yeah. though I'm not, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the quality is there. I know the quality is there because yeah. you just acknowledged it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So like, it's just one of those things where like, that's why I'm always on the quality, like, as much quality as I can and trying to figure it out. Like, there's a lot of times I'll take a lot, like I have, tons of pictures that I take and stuff like I'm just like yeah that ain't it like yeah, yeah, yeah. it might be a good picture it might be quite it's just like that ain't it like yeah. it has to fit your brand it has to yep. you know fit. it has to fit you know yep. that's Absolutely. another thing. branding is very important like yeah it's that's a that's the one thing that um I guess being signed to a label and stuff they try to put certain yeah. things on you to like try to yeah guide your brand to a yeah. certain type of way and it's like well if you started with a like if you start with that and you know be yourself pretty much and you know talk about your experiences and stuff like that then i mean when you get to the point to where you're starting to have success you don't have to switch up you're just being yourself yep so, absolutely you know, absolutely and it, like i think that's ultimately what people connect with anyways is you just being yourself 
Right. Like it's when you start to pretend to be something that you're not, that that's where, you know, things like, that's yeah, you might take off a little bit. Trouble. Yeah. You might take off for a little bit, but you ain't going to have any uh, long-term success because you right. can't keep up that, that facade, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, I want to be respectful of you and what it, it is football Sunday. I don't know if you watch football. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, who's your, uh, who's your team? I am actually a Falcons fan. Okay. Um, and you know, we don't. Dang it. So now we can't be friends anymore <laughs> because I'm a bears fan. So. Oh man. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's, it, it, it really don't matter. Cause I mean, my team can't get it together. So, I mean, you know, right oh, now, yeah. If the Falcons are going to beat a team, it's going to be the Bears because the Bears have been holding it together by a (laughs) thin straw these last two games. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year this year, just, you know, just with everything going on. I mean, I'm just glad to have sports back. Sports was my number one thing. I played sports all the way to college. So, I mean, that was – that. I mean, if I wasn't doing music, I was playing sports. So, really – that's why people ask me all the time. So, what was your childhood like? Well, I mean, I played sports and I did music. That was yeah. it. Yeah, it was really that simple, and that's all I did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but before we wrap this up, uh, where can everybody find you online? Where can they find your music? You know, all that fun stuff. So, Instagram, you can find me at Two Four World. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also you can find me on Twitter at Two Four World and. Um, the Facebook, it'll be The Real 2-4. Um, and I have a website, www.therealtwo4.net. And the website connects to all of those social medias and stuff as well. Um, and also, like I said, I'll be starting a Twitch, which I'll have more information about that soon. Um, and yeah, I'll be dropping, you know, more singles and stuff here coming up shortly. Um, I want to try and release one more single this year. So yeah. Uh, be stay tuned for that. Um, got down for anything going right now. Um, and, um, yeah, that's basically it. Um, like, like I said, everything's kind of cohesive and tied together. So, um, but yeah, if, and if you want to find me like on Spotify, like I'm on all the platforms, like, uh, my Spotify, if you just type in two, four, I'm usually the first name that pops up. So, um, I'm not hard to find. And if you want to, you know, kind of find down for anything on all the platforms, like links in the bio and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm not too hard to find. Cool. Cool. Um, and it's the number two and then spelled out four, correct? Right. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just, just making sure to clarify that. So people aren't typing in 24 yet. Yeah. I I know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but once again, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me. I'm glad we got this one locked in and thank you for messaging me this morning because (laughs) yes we do uh, (laughs) not a problem really appreciate that thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll catch you guys later yeah